My friend Nathaniel is a 25-year vet of fantasy football. He's been a friend of mine for 10 years and a league mate for seven. He's a dad, educator, knows his way around a cold beverage and smoked meats, and he's here to discuss a 12-team, single QB, half PPR, five-man keeper. My name is Joe Delinsky, otherwise known as Delunchmeat, and this is the Home League Podcast. Welcome to the Home League Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, I'm joined with my really good friend, Nathaniel Foote, and uh, this is going to be actually my first guest ever. So Nathaniel has graciously agreed to come on with me late at night after our kids are all in bed and uh, yeah, talk about some fantasy football. So just uh, to remind you of the premise of this show, I really wanted to start this podcast to talk about Home Leagues because I think that's where we all get started and how we kind of fall in love with this game. And it kind of takes us into some uh, degeneracy along with uh, just a lot of fun and new friends and new relationships and stuff like that. So um, Nathaniel, we'll go ahead and get into it. Um, so how long have you been playing fantasy football? Oh, I've been playing since high school in, I mean, at that point it was like turning things on paper and then the commissioner did all the work. And then kind of let you know what your results were next week. Nice. So, like, did you guys have like like waivers or like picking up free agents and trades and stuff like that, or was it just like, hey, we drafted all these guys and we just kind of keep them around? I want to say it was pretty static. Like, you you picked your team and that was your team. Um, I don't specifically remember if we had like waivers or, or rules around that or anything like that. Nice. How many guys did you have at first? Uh, like players in the league or yeah, yeah, uh, per team? Oh, no, just guys in the league. I think we started with like eight, maybe ten. Nice. Nice. Does that league still kind of exist in any way? I don't think so. I know there were some guys from that league that were still going. I, I got out of that league a pretty long time ago, probably in college at some point. Um, but yeah, there were some of the guys that were still doing, um, one league and as far as I know, are still doing it. That's awesome. That's, that's really cool. Do you still keep in touch with some of those guys, regardless of playing fantasy football? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It's, I don't know. That's like the sports connection you have with people. You kind of spend a lot of time with them, ride buses with them, and then you're stuck with them forever. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so the guy who commissioned this thing was he let was it you or was it somebody else or was this like a big football nerd that kind of got going on this or how did it like how did it even fire up? I think the guy that ran it was his dad. I think participated in a lot of this type of stuff. Um, he's just always been a big sports guy. His dad, so like that got passed on to his kids, and so yeah, his name is Brad, and he he like ran our league. 
Uh, like I said, did all the leg work. We just picked our teams pretty much. Nice. Nice. Now, have you like played fantasy football like kind of forever since then? Or did you like take a break like in college or when you first started, you know, your an adult real time job or? <laughs> yeah, I think I actually probably paused a little bit in college, just had some other priorities. And then uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> picked it back up. <laughs> picked it back up like playing the public leagues on Yahoo and ESPN um, probably at the end of college or right after college and just played with those public leagues for a while. That was kind of fun. The anonymity of it. Um, you could get pretty wild with trade offers and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I do enjoy having knowing the people I'm playing with now. Nice. Nice. Now we'll kind of talk um the, the league that I kind of want to focus on here is, is a league that you and I are in together. And so we'll talk about kind of like how you've evolved kind of throughout. I'll kind of just add in some questions about that kind of stuff. So let me kind of intro uh, this league a little bit here. Um, so I'll go through some of the basics and kind of what I want to do on this podcast is just kind of talk about the different styles of leagues and different um, scoring systems and different ways we manage and our strategies and how those strategies have changed over time too. So um, our league started, I think this is year seven for us. And it started because I really didn't have a true home league anymore. I used to throughout college and through high school a little bit, but uh, I, I wanted to, to kind of start one with, with guys I knew and people that would know each other and we could, you know, have a little smack talk and have a little fun and maybe even get together for some live stuff if people were around. So um, the inspiration came from uh, a famous or infamous Chicago Bears quarterback, Rex Grossman. And there's a now defunct website called Kissing Susie Colber, um, who wrote some fantastic articles, uh, very inappropriate, about Rex Grossman, uh, Sexy Rexy, as he was referred to. And uh, so our 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 league name is the Throwing It Deep Dynasty. And uh, if you can still, I'm sure it's still out there. There's some famous quotes of Bernard Berrien that I really can't repeat. You know, we'll, we'll keep this a relatively family show. Um, but some good stuff. So it's been the throwing at deep dynasty. Uh, we've been going for seven years and kind of the basics. We've got 12 guys and it is, it's kind of evolved into a half PPR, but I think the big highlight of it is it's a five man keeper and we don't replace any uh, positions in the draft board. It's just, you keep five guys and those are your first five picks. So kind of started with with just some guys we knew and it's evolved into some, some out more outlier guys that not everybody knows, but I think it's, it's been a pretty solid league um, since then. So I guess Nathaniel, what I want to talk to you about is kind of how um, you like the league in general. And then we'll get into some, like some more, I don't know, nuanced stuff about the league too. So like why, you know, you were one of the first people I think I asked to join. And for those of you who don't know, Nathaniel and I, um, we're both educators in some way. You could put quotes around educators if you want um, <laughs> at times, but I, I've been a teacher for a long time and he's, I've known him since uh, he became a counselor. And so we became fast friends and coached together a little bit too. So Nathaniel, what are your thoughts? Like, why'd you want to join this kind of league other than obviously being around awesome people, you know, like me? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that, that honestly was probably the biggest appeal other than just the underlying interest in playing fantasy sports, but yeah being with people that I was at that point spending a lot of time around anyways. Uh, just, I, I like the angle that it adds. You're never run out of stuff to talk about when you are in person. Um, and yeah, that it, it was just appealing. Like, like you said, we were spending a lot of time together. 
Um, I sort of pushed my way into your high school friend group and haven't left yet. So uh, that that absolutely just helped me connect with people uh, in this area because I'm not like we're from about an hour north of here. So awesome. Awesome. And how did you like, I know it was a little different. I know when we started the league, there were some people who were more um, familiar with keeper style leagues, but what did you think of that initially when we got going? Yeah, it was, it was maybe some Rocky stuff here and there. I, overall, I think it has always gone really well, but we did have, you know, like some people that weren't super into it, some that super were. And, and so that can create a difficult dynamic uh occasionally when um i don't know i think some people get hard feelings when uh somebody especially later in the season isn't paying as much attention or being as active and maintaining their team so yeah i i got the good version of you early in the year why is joe getting the the terrible version of you at the end of the year oh yeah absolutely i think uh th- i think with any home league anytime you have buddies that aren't totally invested i think it's you got to have a little bit of those guys who kind of fall off at the end and unfortunately and you know you keep them around because they're they're buddies and it doesn't make it as an intense of a league and i think i kind of like that i think because i I play in some rather intense leagues but then i and I play in some very casual leagues i think this is kind of a little bit of a mix of both which isn't necessarily a bad thing the competition sure. does kind of wane sometimes with those lower end guys but I'm hoping, I think like this year at least, and we can talk more about what this year is looking like here in a little bit, but I think this year I pr- people are pretty well balanced. There's maybe one team that is probably a little lower than most, but even there's some potential sleeper stuff happening there too. So um, let's see here. So kind of uh, taking a look at, <laughs> I don't want to get into, I, I, on my show sheet, I have like some very, talking about some very specific uh, managers. So I kind of want to stay away from that for just a minute. Cause I think that's just a little bit more specific to what we're talking about. Um, let's see here. So I'd say let's talk about um, some trades because in a keeper slash dynasty type of um, environment, I think trades become really important. And I think in our league, there hasn't, it hasn't been a ton of activity, but I feel like just this past year, at least we've had more trades or at least this past season, we've had more trades than we ever had. And I think it's because maybe people are getting more flexible or used to each other. So I guess, let me ask you, I, I wrote kind of gave us a list of, of the trades that have gone down in the league. So what do you think like the best trade that's been made in the league has been? Um, yeah, I, that's hard to say. I think I've only really participated in the, the one this last year with, um, five C cook Waller and picks. Uh, that's, that's a new development is like including draft picks. It seems like people are more willing to, to play along those lines, but at the time, I think I remember being wowed with just the impact. And this is several years ago, but the Crowder Melvin Gordon for girly Jared cook trade. Um, it just seemed like, kind of a like for like but you had you know a a receiver and a tight end crossing paths there um and i don't know it's it sort of illustrates the nature of actual football that melvin gordon and todd Gurley weren't super productive too much after that time yeah and that was what 2019 
And that was yeah. when Crowder was kind of like, and now Crowder, I think, I think he's still active at least, or maybe he, maybe he hasn't signed for a team, but he, I know he played last year and yeah. he got kind of banged up. And like, that was when Melvin Gordon was kind of like at his, like that, maybe that was his first or second year in the league and was really like hot stuff. I mean, that's what I think it was yeah. for what oh, yeah. San, San Francisco. That's who he got drafted by. And that's when Gurley was kind of starting to hit his stride. Um, yeah. And then Jared Cook was like a, an athletic freak, but just could, yeah. he, he was never a consistent producer. So I think, you know, no. Crowder and Cook were, it was a Melvin Gordon for Todd Gurley kind of thing. And I think for sure, I'm trying to remember, I'm, I'm betting the Gurley side won a lot more games just based on when that trade happened. Sure. So I think that ended up being, you know, I'm sure it looked pretty even at the time because I, I don't actually like, you know, looking at this trade, I don't even, I really didn't remember it happening. Yeah. Um, I'm like, Oh, Gurley got traded. Oh, I forgot about that. So and back in, in his prime, not when he was kind of fading out. Yeah. Um. What do you think Um. of that list? What do you think the worst trade is on there? Like maybe the most, and I actually, maybe that is, that, that could end up being the best trade kind of and the worst trade, depending on which side sure. you're at, because Gurley was sure. a ton. Yeah. Um, so honestly, I'm not feeling so great about the trade that I made last year, other than uh, moving up around in the draft. Um, so break, I know J.K. Dobbins just – so yeah. I traded yeah. away uh, J.K. Dobbins – and Dak Prescott and a third round pick. And I got back Dalvin Cook, Darren Waller, and a second round pick. Um, so, so real quick to clarify. So when we say like a round two, a round three pick for us, really like a round two pick is technically like a round seven. Like if you see our yeah. draft board and then, a, you know, a round three would be an eighth. But I mean, of what we're drafting, it's a round two and round three kind of thing. So go yeah, ahead. Like a redraft almost. Yeah. Um, and I believe... <laughs> I think Dobbins got kept coming into this current season and I kept Waller coming into this current season, but like, I don't know if, if the other player kept Prescott, but it was like, it felt like big players moving back and forth and (laughs) fast forward less than a year and they don't feel so big now. Yeah, it it is. I mean, it's true. That felt like such a huge deal because cook was a guy you had for a while Actually, he kind of got bounced around because I think I had him at one point and then I traded him at one point and then he got back out on and free and and, in the draft. And I, he ended up in your hands. And for a guy who has been as productive as he was, he really got moved around quite a bit. I I just, with the injuries and stuff, I guess people didn't trust him and Waller, you know, Waller was a a good, I thought coming back, you had, you had, you got a nice deal because the other guy really wanted a quarterback. He was feeling like he was lacking at quarterback. And I don't think Prescott gave him the edge that he thought was what he was really going to get. I don't think Prescott was kind of underwhelming. And then Dobbins shoot Dobbins wasn't healthy, but for maybe two or three games last year. And then, you know, RIP now, I mean, blowing out his Achilles after all the ACL stuff last in the last couple of years, that's rough. He's so talented. Like, I mean, I've had him in a couple of leagues and he's just so talented when he can actually play. Oh yeah. Let's see here. So let me go ahead and pick one, two here. Um, man, there's one, but like Austin Hooper, Michael Crabtree and Jameis Winston <laughs> for, is that Greg Olson and Shady McCoy? That's, I would assume that, Greg Olson, that is, yeah. that's a blast from the past. And like some of this, another reason why I wanted to do this is that like the nostalgia of going back and like realizing, Oh my God, like we used to really care about some of these guys and now like they're just dust and we, yeah. you know, we don't even know who they are anymore. Um, yeah. 
I think so. I've been real active, and I think as the and so I commissioned this league, and we've run it through Yahoo, which is not my favorite. Now that I've you know learned more, um, more uh, you know different platforms and things like that, but like I don't know. I've made a lot of trades, and honestly, I think the worst trade, and I, I kick myself for this trade. I had one, so I started off, and maybe unfairly, maybe I had an edge. I think I just got lucky, but I won you know the the first three titles in the league. And I drafted Travis Kelsey. I think I'm looking at the the draft. I think I got him in the third round. Even even back in the day when we started this league, he was going in the third round. And for a tight end, that's just that's still some crazy stuff. But then I yeah. was like, I was like, oh well, he's getting old. Like eventually he'll decline. <laughs> and that and so in two and about three years ago, I traded him. And, I, and here's Dobbins was in, involved in another trade. I traded Kelsey and Dobbins for Jeff Wilson, who was not you know was a, a bench piece really. For Kittle, because I'm like George Kittle's a couple years younger. He's he's a, a comer. Freak. Yeah, he's a, he's a freak, and and I was like, I'll, I'll get. And then the next year, Kittle just dies. Like he that, that was the year yeah. he had like he played like th- two or three games, and he wasn't that good. And then like he fell off. And that, it's not like he hasn't fallen. You know, he's had some great spike weeks. He's just not a consistent player. And then of course after that, I've made I think I've made the playoffs most years since then. But like. I, it was so bad. I mean, I had such a hole in my roster from that, that I, I literally just traded for Kelsey last year. I like, and, and now I, I don't even know how that's going to turn out because I traded. So the, that original trade was I gave Kelsey and Dobbins for Wilson and Kittle. And then last year I went and got Kelsey back and I, I get, went Kelsey straight up for Pitts and Garrett Wilson. And mm-hmm. I know Kelsey's been hurt this this first week and hopefully he's healthy again but like i'm kind of feeling like i lost this i like one i won a little bit again and i don't maybe that's the sign <laughs> of a good trade like like i get trading garrett wilson now just seems like silly like he's just such yeah. a well i guess yeah. you know aaron in, Rodgers in just a keeper blew. league too absolutely and, and then pitts i mean pitts was supposed to be the guy and he just had unfortunately he plays for atlanta and then they draft Bijan and who knows what's going to happen with yeah with Atlanta, but I, yeah. So I think my least favorite one was the, the trade. I think just personally, like the, the Kelsey sending him away for basically Kittle. And that is just woof. So, yeah, but it is funny to kind of watch how that path went. Cause actually I'm looking at it now. And so I actually traded Kittle and Zeke for pits. So then I send pits back with Wilson for Kelsey. It's part of the Kelsey trade. Uh, it's part of the- <laughs> So I'm like looking swimming at, in the same pool. I remember when I was breaking this down and I brought, I, you know, I had this I'd drawn up like a while ago before we even drafted. And I was like, Oh my God. Yeah. All those things like are connected. And then Dobbin sneaks in there. But yeah, I saw, and I think actually, I think my favorite trade right now was another one that um, I, I made to get Brees Hall last year. Cause I traded T Higgins Kareem Hunt when he had a few good weeks at the end of the year and around four for Brees Hall and around three and Hall blew up until he blew it out as ACL. And then I, and Hunt is now not even on a team and Higgins and Higgins is, is solid. He's a very good receiver, but I, you know, I have enough to kind of I think make up for that. And in order to make it in a league where there's not a lot of trading, like there's not a lot of fluidity to this, you really have to do make, you have to make over the top offers. Otherwise like, you're not going to get the guys you want. Like I didn't yeah. love, like I, I I was trying to trade when I was getting Brees Hall, I was trying to trade like Drake London instead of T Higgins and, and Drake London has some potential. And I, I think I kept, I think I kept London this year, 
which is fine. And he had a terrible first game. So we're going to see how that goes. But like, so did T Higgins had a terrible first yeah. game, but I'm like, but I'm like, I would rather keep T Higgins. And the guy would not budge. Like he goes, I want your best wide receiver for this running back. Cause I know how good he's going to be. And I was like, I hate doing this, but I feel like that's any good trade. You're going to get some part of it. You hate and some part of it you love. And it's not, I mean, if you get yeah. the piece back you want, then, you know, I was kind of looking at it like, well, if I'm not going to win this year, I might as well trade some pieces and get a guy I can keep. But yeah, but uh, yeah, that's one of those where as long as you come out with the best player in the trade, you kind of don't feel so bad about what you had to give up. You came out with the best player and the higher pick. Yeah. And I feel like, and I've kind of made, I mean, maybe consciously or unconsciously, I've kind of tried to bolster some of the teams that don't have very great keepers. Like when I make a trade, I try and trade a few pieces that could potentially be keepers because I don't know. It's kind of a commission thing. Like you want things to be balanced. You don't want anybody to be the total laughing stock, but you also don't, you know, you want to get value back too. And I think it's kind of a hard thing to manage. So, and then we have, so we, I think we do need to talk about probably the top player in our league currently, which is our friend, John, and talk about his ridiculous keepers for this year. Um, so let me break it down. You you probably know some of them. Do you remember who John's keepers were? Uh, Mahomes for sure. Uh, I think he's got uh, Andrews for Baltimore. Eckler. No, I think Eckler got out nope. of his mix because he had twelve nope. running got, backs. No, he still has Eckler. He still has Eckler. Um, Christian McCaffrey, I think, is also in his mix. <laughs> yeah, he does. And. I don't remember what else he went. If he's got um, a receiver that he's he got a, he, he has one of the top two wide receivers in the league. So see if you can remember which one. Oh, Chase. Yeah, he's got Chase. So I when I was yeah. when I was breaking down, and now it's all Yahoo rankings. So I mean it, every site's got their own, but like I remember when I was putting in keepers, I was seeing exactly like which, you know, where they fell. And I don't think he had a guy that was like worse than a second round like startup redraft pick and i'm like yeah. i think andrews was kind of borderline and so was mahomes but like they were both like tail into the second beginning of third and i'm like this is a ridiculous set of keepers and john i think yeah. is he wanted back-to-back years i think the last two he's gotten it or i at think least, so. at least and even when he three. hasn't even when he hasn't won he's he always has the most points scored in this like on the season for a team and I it's think- usually not that close yeah, there was one year I think he finished like fifth in the regular season and scored the most points in the league, which is one of the just those yeah. dumb, you know, anomalies <laughs> that will happen. Lukey. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, I think like, man, he consistently he's been he's been a tank throughout this whole thing. Um, I do want to just backtrack here just a little bit to our original draft because I always kind of like looking at these original things. And and let me just give you some of the highlights. So um our first, the very first overall pick back in, um, was it seven at the 17? I think, uh, was David Johnson. And I believe nice. at that time he was still on Arizona, like just yeah. a, like a machine. That guy was something else back in the day. First overall pick. And then the second one, Le'Veon Bell. And like, okay. you, you look at it now and I'm like, <laughs> he had like two really, really great years, I think. And then yeah. just really fell off. Um, let me do some other uh Devontae Freeman went seventh overall. And 
I mean, same thing there. I think a running back who had like a really high ceiling and, you know, it gave us a couple of years. And then actually it wasn't, he's still on a team like last year doing something. I think so. <laughs> I think so. Baltimore I maybe where he is. Well, so <laughs> I want to do a little plug here. Not I, I benefit zero from this, but so looking back at like these, these more vintage names, uh, I've been playing Immaculate Grid a lot lately. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Like I'm kind of like, oh man, I didn't use his name and I should have just looking at this sheet. Absolutely. I get stuck with that because I'm like, I know all these offensive guys and they're only skill players. So I'm like, I don't know any yep. offensive linemen <laughs> who played on like 10 teams or I, I don't know any of these defensive yeah. guys. I know. I mean, I know yeah. some from my Madden days, but I'm like, was it just that I traded for them in men? Were they actually on that team or, you know, <laughs> um, here, here, my, here's the biggest, like, holy crap part of the first round eighth overall pick Jordan Howard. Okay. He was good for a couple of years for the bears. Kind of like, I mean, like, I feel like he had maybe one really stud year. I think this was after maybe his second year. I guess he was still relevant. The Eagles were still like, yeah. I mean, I think Doug Peterson was, just, I mean, you're an Eagles guy. So Nathaniel's yep. an Eagles guy and, yeah, he was still on there cranking out a couple touchdowns. There was one game where he was like the like an RB one, like for that week. Yeah. He scored like two or three touchdowns, and that was the last <laughs> we heard. <him. laughs> yeah, he was um, he was one of the players, and it's an Eagles strategy of like trading for players that are on the end of a rookie contract that seem to be ascending players. Doesn't always work out, but absolutely, yeah, it's their strategy. Absolutely. Um, and then we had let's see in round two. Um, I'm just, I'm picking out like more of the obscure names just because it's really entertaining. Um, so Isaiah Crowell was the ninth pick of the second round and it had to be maybe like, was that maybe his second year or maybe, I mean, I don't think he was a rookie, but like, why did anybody think he was going <laughs> to ascend? Although granted, I'm looking at the manager that drafted him and we'll talk, we'll get into some manager stuff here in just a minute. <laughs> Uh, but looking at the manager who drafted him, I can kind of understand why it happened. It makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. All right. And kind of looking at third round, I'll just go like the first three rounds here, just because it's like with a startup, you think you're going to get all your studs. And, sure. and, and then, you, then you start making stuff up. Absolutely. Um, let's see. So um, uh, the ninth, the ninth pick was hot and <laughs> And, this, and it wasn't the same guy every time. Uh, Terrell Pryor Sr. was chosen okay. in the third round. I mean, like, I don't, I'm not sure if this was wide receiver Terrell Pryor or this was like partial quarterback, you know, Terrell Pryor still, or he was getting both, you know, designations so people could play in both ways. But he might have just been drafted and like it looked like, oh, he's got a clear, you know, he's got a clear runway to be a starter for who was that, Cleveland? Yeah, absolutely. Got to be Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah, that was like pre Josh Gordon, like right before Josh Gordon came over there. Yeah. Oh, I, I've, I've got to ask you, and I'm sure I've asked you this, but I'm sure I've had some cocktails while I asked you this, where did fur nasty come from? So that, so if you don't know that Nathaniel, that is his handle for most, most things is fur nasty. So uh, the, the easy part is like nasty Nate. That was, that was always kind of a nickname going back to high school, even probably junior high. And then in, college for whatever reason it became noteworthy that my body produces a lot of heat and so i 
temporarily had the nickname the furnace and so it just i like to combine words <laughs> <laughs> and uh those seem to fit reasonably well together so yeah it's just combined furnace and nasty nate i i love that i actually i don't think i i no, i'm not sure if i ever actually have asked you that but that's that's fantastic <laughs> Um, here, let me run down your, I want you to give me your analysis. I'm going to give you your top five picks from this uh, initial startup here. So in the, I'll go um, reverse order first five rounds here, because what would assume those would be, you know, your keepers potentially. Yeah. Um, so in the fifth round, Michael Crabtree. Nailed it. All right. Um, Drew Brees in round four. Actually legit nailed it. Yep. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins in round three. Uh, he only left my team like last year. So absolutely nailed it. Uh-huh. Um, Jay Ajayi. Uh, next. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> I, I think, gotta, so it might've been an Eagles thing. That, yes. I think, because I think that was when he left the dolphins and everybody was kind of like, if he can stay healthy, he could be a thing. And I think that might've been the beginning of Doug Peterson. Yeah. Like right, right. Good offensive that. line. Yeah, and at, I mean, it's most the same guys now. Uh, and yeah. then your first overall pick was Melvin Gordon. Okay. And that was in the 10th. The 10th spot, yep. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, uh, that's a really, you had a really solid startup. That wasn't bad. So I do, I've got a story about this startup because I remember vividly this day because it pissed me off so much. Like I'm the commissioner of the league, right? Like you'd think I'd have my stuff together. Um, <laughs> but I actually ended up auto-picking my first pick which was the 11th pick. i picked right after you i remember you and i were going back and forth on a couple guys um throughout the draft and i remember i was over at at um our buddy tyler's and john and tyler and uh, tyler's not in the league but john and i were drafting there and our girlfriends i think at the time now our wives were all there and pretty mad at us that we were neglecting them for our stupid fantasy draft <laughs> But like, I remember, so I, I remember getting to my computer and the draft had started and like, I was just trying to do everything stuff on my phone to try and figure out the last second settings and the draft started. And we like, I think we had just gotten there and it auto picked me AJ green. And this was like, okay. Like he, he was, was a stud. He was, he was a stud before this. Like he was like, <laughs> you know, him, it was him and Julio. Like they were the uh -huh. guys but it, it auto picked me AJ green. And I literally think I got maybe five weeks out of him that year. And that's when he fell off. Like literally, I think I kept him the next year and then he was like worth, I mean, he was injured all the time and I'm like, he is not a reliable dude. So, um, so AJ well, how Gordon tore something in either the oh, first that's or right. second game of that year. Cause I'm like, great. My first pick. Yeah, who I felt real good about, and he missed the rest of the year. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, because that was the year he got hurt too. See, it's funny. Like all these running backs, they seem so great to like snag, <laughs> and it's mostly just a crapshoot of who stays healthy. Yeah, and yeah, and if if they don't, they just fall off a. Some of them fall off a cliff. I think that medicals now is better. I mean, even seven years yeah. ago, it wasn't as good. All right, go ahead and and give me some ratings here on my. Let's see here. We'll do my top five here real quick. So you know my. My first AJ overall, Green. so so AJ Green in a vacuum was probably okay, right? Yeah. All right, my next pick was Zeke Elliott, and that was the year he got suspended because okay, I'm trying to remember what was he missed. He missed. Was it like he was partying or something in Europe? 
what was it that happening or like with some buddies <laughs> i don't even remember and, and like, it was something stupid but he got suspended was or maybe it was peds or something like that but what what zeke in the second who in, i think that was his rookie year or second year he was a he was a touchdown machine and still is a little bit too even though he's not a terribly good overall running back at this point the guy he knows the the goal line yeah i, I mean i think he carried me like I think uh, yeah. I kind of I kind of didn't give him enough credit. Like I, I didn't really ever love having him because it felt like a time bomb. And, but he was steady, and they just fed him the ball, and then they yep. paid him a ton of money. Yep. Oh yeah, let him eat. Let him eat. Uh, Kelsey was my three. I mean, yeah. I think I think that's the slam dunk. I think I I got super lucky with that, and that was pre Mahomes too. That was Alex, oh, yeah. Alex Smith territory. So that I mean, he was a stud yeah. even then. Um. Then I went, okay, round four, CJ Anderson. <laughs> I don't even know what team he was Who on. Who is that? <laughs> no, okay, so he was on I the don't Bron- even have a position. He was still in that line of Broncos running backs. Running back? Okay. Who I, like he gained like a thousand yards, and I'm like, yeah. I guess CJ Anderson. I mean, you took, you took, <laughs> here are the guys who went after him Drew Brees. All right. Uh-huh. Uh, Joe Mixon went after him. Uh, okay. Alshon Jeffrey. I mean, there's Tyreek Hill went after him. Tyreek Hill, the 11th pick of the fourth round. Granted, that was before he was, you know, Cheetah as we know him. But well, yeah. him and Mixon probably still had legal entanglements pending too at that time. Oh, yeah. Cause when Mixon, Mixon came into the league, he was like under oh, yeah, cause... some sort of indictment, I think. Oh, oh yeah. Cause I mean, there was video of him like hitting some. Uh, yeah. What a, what a mess. Yeah. That, that guy's had a. I mean, he's been a great running back, but man, like some questionable character stuff still. Yep. Yep. Nothing, nothing I know the man or play NFL football, but you know. <laughs> um, and then let's see, my round five was Jarvis Landry. Which okay. at the time, now we were I don't think we were half PPR at the time. I think we were just no. standard. So I think like if that if we were half PPR, man, he would that would have been a fantastic pick. And that was right after you picked Crabtree. So Okay. That was fun. Crabtree was good for like a year and a half, maybe. Absolutely. And I don't think any of it was for me. All right. Um, next thing, I want to kind of get into some of the strategy here. So like, let's start with, what, let's pretend, you know, we're out of the startup. What is, so like, kind of, what are some things that you kind of key on in this league as you're approaching a, a draft and, and, and picking your keepers too? Um, and so that way, I, you know, I don't think I've gone over it yet, but our roster format, we start one QB. Um, two running backs, two receivers, one tight end, one flex, a kicker, and a defense. And I've tried to get kicker and defense out of our league for like four years. And my God, we just won't have it. We got closer this year. We're like the baseball yeah. hall of fame here. We're going to eventually, we're trending towards getting rid of this stuff. But okay, anyway, so so how do you approach your your keepers? And I can give you some um, historical rosters if, if you need uh, a refresher on some of that stuff. Well, I just know my receivers tend to lead for me. Uh, New Hopkins was like a keeper from the get-go for me because he was a top two to three receiver every year. Um, then Tyreek Hill has kind of fit into that. Uh, I got DK Metcalf, I think his rookie year, and he's been good. Um, yeah, receive. I, I just tend to go with positionally ranked guys like who who is sitting toward the top or near the top of their position and 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 go that way so 
like I said, it's almost always been receivers for me. It started out that way and it's gone that way. Um, quarterback hasn't always been uh, quarterback. I don't know. Once you get away from the top couple, it's sort of a crapshoot of who's going to rise to the top each season. So that's not always a priority for me to keep. I just kind of take the roll the dice in the draft. Um, if there's a, a top five to seven tight end, I'll keep this year. I wasn't, I, I told you, I, I did not love my keepers. I wanted to keep Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf and came up with whatever else after that. Um, yeah, I like I said, I, I it tends to be positional scarcity kind of thinking. I think where you know who who stands to to be toward the front of the line of their position. Gotcha. Um, now remind me, how did you get Tyreek? Because I was actually looking, and John, the guy who had McCaffrey and Eckler and all these guys, like how did he? Did you draft him? Like did John let him go at some point, or was it you didn't? Tra- I don't think you traded for him, did you? I don't think so. I think I want to say it was John just had so many absolute studs that he couldn't keep him. And I think I drafted him. Um, okay. I'd have to go back and look. I, I'm a redraft. This. I'm not sure though. I mean, it just seems like it seems crazy as good as he has been like, just, I mean, I mean, he's approaching 30, you know, even yeah. since, I mean, he's been, just so good for that long. I mean, I know John's team has been absolutely stacked and he's kept, uh, you know, to, to cut, he's had to cut loose some people that I'm like, Whoa, like you, your team is that good that you have to get rid of him. And maybe did did Tyreek get hurt maybe four or five years ago? Like something like pretty seriously extended absence at one point. And he might've even been a ad after the season started. Cause you saw like, Oh shit. Like, that's that's who Mahomes' cannon is going to land on. So, yeah, it, he might have just been an early season ad too. Interesting. I have to go back and look at that. But I mean, like, that's a steal. You got an app where I mean, wherever you took him to come off. I mean, I look back at it now, and the guy's you know getting up there, and he's still he's a top. I mean, you could argue he is right there with Jefferson and and I mean, I think Chase hasn't produced like Tyreek Hill has. Like, I mean, I think Tyreek no. Hill's outproduced Chase. Like, I think there's more, you know, potential quote unquote for, for chase, but I mean, it's Hill yeah. and it's Jefferson really. So, yeah. I mean, he, he's a stud. He's an absolute stud. Um, so how do you approach like drafts? Like, do you, like, do you, when you start playing out your keepers, do you kind of start looking at who's going to be kept by other people or like, like, or do you just kind of go with best, best players and then you'll kind of figure out your fits as you go? I think I maybe one year tried to develop my draft based on who other people were keeping. And I, I feel like it didn't go that well. Um, so just, I, I tend to try to approach it from who is available when the draft is what, because you can't influence who people keep. So yeah, you just kind of go with what is an option, what's available. And I don't know, I tend to go with sort of your standard publicly available the last few years i've kind of hugged toward the athletics um rankings for fantasy um i don't know i just like the athletic (laughs) it's more of a personal preference i don't know that they do any better than anybody else but um yeah i just i I don't know yahoo rankings factor in that's where we draft so that's part of the calculus too sure 
Sure. I'm kind of looking at your roster now, and I think you kept you kept Hill, Medcalf, Miles Sanders, Darren Waller, and Geno Smith. I think yep. is that does that sound right? And I know Geno yeah, was right. a stretch, but I, I remember kind of looking at your roster too and being like, I don't know who else would even fit. <laughs> but you ended up you had a killer draft. I mean, you ended up with Jordan Addison, Debo. Um, I mean, even Daniel Jones had a real off game, but I mean, I think he'll be something, you know, a piece that you'll be able to use with his rushing for and things like that. I mean, you had yeah. a really, really good, and ended up with Jonathan Taylor, who could, that could be an absolute, was that your, was yeah. he your first? Was he your first? Or your uh, I think second, I think coming back around, I got him. Um, but yeah, I, I feel pretty good about my team. Um, before Taylor gets back, I feel a little thin on the running back, but right now, but um, yeah, I think he could come back and maybe he gets traded somewhere. I don't know that I want him to, I think, I think he could stand to have a really good situation in Indianapolis. Their line's pretty solid. Richardson's going to demand a lot of attention on the ground. So, Absolutely. And I mean, you had Kenny Gainwell too, who had a really nice first game and then as all of a sudden out, yeah. I just, I, I, I have him in a couple, <laughs> I have him, him in like a best ball and then a dynasty. And I'm like, Ooh, like that's painful because he, he was yeah. a contributor, but even, you know, Michael Thomas had a nice game, things like that. So I, I mean, I think, now, when you like are kind of sitting in a draft, are you going more like positional or are you going more like potential or kind of how do you work it when you're in the like, and our draft is pretty quick and granted we were together and we were imbibing a bit. So, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. And talk. Yeah. About- so there's the plan is what it is. It doesn't always get executed well, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't tend to move on from the older guys as well as I think some other people do. Uh, I can get caught up in just the name recognition piece uh, and some comfortability things. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I like, I, I tend to go in with some kind of plan and then I eat a lot and drink a lot and have fun. And I have fun regardless of how poorly my draft goes. <laughs> That's true. Um, let's see. So have you made, did you make the playoffs last year? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember who all was in. I it, don't think I did. I think I just missed. I feel like your team has always kind of been right on that line. It's always like you have some studs and it's you're, I have a team. like So I got to kind of back up to this league was based on um, a good friend of mine's high school league that is still continuing that I'm a part of now. And, and I eventually want to have those guys on and kind of talk about the origins because that league is actually kind of cool. They've really kind of fizzled because you know, everybody's gotten older and not everybody has the same kind of thing, but I, I remember kind of basing it on, on this and um, like kind of getting into that five keeper thing. And I remember I had to build up a team from the ground up and like, I, I pay attention to fantasy stuff more than these guys do, but I end up with keepers that I'm like, kind of like you, like I was like in this league where it's like, I, I have three guys that I really like. And these other two, I'm like, I don't know what to do with them. And then, I end up being middling. Like I end up like, I can't, I don't have a good enough draft spot to like get anybody that's an impact guy, like a, you know, a Bijan or, and, and like these guys don't want to trade, but then I kind of am stuck in this middle ground of like, I'll make the playoffs for five straight years, but I'll lose the first round of every playoff matchup just because, because <laughs> there's no top end to like carry me through that. And, and so like, I've almost tried to tank, but then I'm like, these guys, you know, of course I'm hitting the waivers and doing all that stuff. So I like, I feel like you're kind of in that boat. Where it's like, yeah. and I, I think like Tyreek is probably going to give you and, and Waller, like your team is a little older 
So maybe you'll have some, you know, if Taylor can come back healthy and you've got Addison, like there's some youth there that, and keeping Medcalf around, you could drive, you know, your team up a little bit if some guys hit. Yeah. And if, I mean, this might even be the year to try to move off of a couple of those more experienced guys, see what I can get for them. Absolutely. And there's some guys, I think, you know, like we talked earlier, there's some guys more willing to trade now than, than ever. Um. All right, a couple other things here that's on my my show sheet. So we'll kind of wrap up because I know we've been on for quite a bit and I know we both have to work, you know, educate children and, you know, help the youth of America tomorrow. So Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um so just a couple other things about this league here just in general. Um we don't really have any special rules. We only play for like 20 bucks and it used to be like 10 because I just wanted it to be fun and we do have a couple of nice trophies. Uh, one is our, uh, thumb, our, our last place trophy is a thumbs up trophy because it was going to be something more vulgar, but if it was actually going to be in somebody's house and somebody's wife was gonna have to put up with it, it's just kind of a thumbs up and it's got all the last place. And then we just have a pretty standard trophy for the, the winner, which is nice. And over COVID, I kind of let it lapse without winners on there. So I just, I think I just delivered not too long ago. Um, let's see. All right. Let's talk about some of those guys because i feel like every league has the guy who's like you know always this or always that so let's start with uh who always seems to be bad like who is who's the guy and like we probably don't have to name names but if you want to pull up the league and just mention the 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 team name we can we can gather it from there and and talk with some context yeah i know the shot king has had some up and downs um now in his defense i think this is only his second or third year in the league yeah Yeah, we have kind of had to take over somebody else's position that put him in that position a little bit i think this might be the year that he actually it it can dig himself out of a hole if a couple guys perform yeah i mean yeah Yeah. he's he's i liked his draft i did too yeah i thought he had a pretty good i think he could have taken jonathan taylor before you did and i was like dude you really should have done that but other yeah. than that, I thought he had a pretty, I think this was his best draft. Well, I remember the yeah. first year he tried to draft with us. He brought a magazine and a notebook and we're like, dude, yeah. where's your device? And he goes, <laughs> oh, because uh, he hadn't played fantasy football in years. And he, he's a really great, uh-huh. he's one of, you know, one of my best friends too, but it's like, dude, all right. Like well, I did not give you an, as the commissioner, I feel bad. I did not give you enough information about how to, yeah. how to do this. Yeah. Um, I know I, like uh, Todd, Todd was a, fairly negligent owner and that's Jay why he got I, that way too yeah I, I that's why i think todd got out so i think yeah. this might be todd's team i can't remember if this is todd's team or not but this was a pretty yeah he was not left in a good spot no um the other one the honorable mention for i think worst um worst owner <laughs> would be another one of my good uh college and grad school buddies um, let's see his, his, his team name this year is shark stain jorts. <laughs> and, and uh, like, I was trying to talk to like, we we're figuring out keepers. And so, you know, like if you're a keeper commissioner, you know, like the burden of trying to get everybody to actually pick their keepers on time, especially with an antiquated app like Yahoo, which don't get me wrong. You know, if Yahoo ever wants to sponsor me, I'll, I'll take their money. But like, <laughs> I mean, and I'll give him some, some pointers, but like he kept Taysom Hill and I'm like, dude, don't keep Taysom Hill. <laughs> and he gave me a rationale of like, well, 
he'll be listed as a tight end and a quarterback. And, or even if he's a tight end, maybe he'll throw a passing touchdown. I'm like, I kind of looked at it and like on one end, I'm like, this guy's really a smart human. Like I've seen him do a lot of dumb things, but he is a smart human. And I'm just like, what? What? Like, I mean, I get it, but like you could draft him with your last pick and keep someone else. And I think it was be between like a tight end and a fourth wide receiver, which he couldn't play. So like I kind of get it. But I mean, his team, he's just consistently drafted like old running backs. Like when <laughs> when Kamara got hurt and like John, because John had Kamara too, let him go. And he got, I was just like, come on, man. Like, let's uh <laughs> let's get over it. We already kind of talked. Jesus, he had a weird amount of good guys. Oh my god, yeah, he did. He really he had, I forgot. Oh my god, he did have Nick Chubb, and he's had to just make well, these are the decisions I have to make. Like, give up yeah, a round two. I have player. to keep Mahomes. I have nah. to keep. And the thing is, he hasn't yeah, for, like yeah. he, he, he he did almost dump uh, Mahomes last year. And I kind of like, I always do like, and I think a commissioner in a league like this, you kind of have to talk to guys about certain things because if you're not really in the know or you don't play in a lot of leagues, some of these guys don't understand who's who has more value. And yeah. so I, I remember talking to him and he's like, well, I, I think I got to get rid of Mahomes. And I think it was to keep Chubb. I think that was his big thing. Like I need, I want, I want to keep Chubb, but I, but I'm gonna have to jettison Mahomes because he's a quarterback, and maybe I can replace that. And I'm like, I don't like think about it like this. You take Mahomes as a fifth rounder, and like that's amazing. Like, yeah, yeah. he's probably your last pick, but I mean, Mahomes in the fifth is is a steal anyway. And especially this this year, like Hurts, Mahomes, and Allen were all going third round easy. And I did a yeah. couple of redrafts, and they were just gone. So, I mean, I, you know, making that those are hard decisions to make for sure. I will say there is a trade. I'm very happy. I didn't make because Mr. Shartstein Jorts has Javante Williams. And I wanted Javante so bad after his rookie year. And I, I would have given like, I was looking to rebuild. Like, I'm like, I will give you veg. I'll send you a couple veterans who will score you points for Javante. And he's like, no, I'm sticking with Javante. And I'm like, dang it like that i just gave you the world and then now i'm like thank you buddy like they, and uh-huh. and i think javante will still be a productive running back but he's not going to be the potential is not as near as what it what it could have been no but no so all right um let's see here um let's do and i'm not and we've had some name changes over the year but looking at like this year's names who has the best team name that's not even close. Shart chain jorts. Like Shart stain jorts is, is gold. His team isn't great, but I'm going to laugh every time I look at it. <laughs> every time, every time. And like, he's had some other, like um, what was his, his last year was um, maybe Thanos was right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he needs to just get into the business of like selling fantasy. Oh my team god! Names. Actually, I mean, I think like he could probably like um sell dom like buy domains and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, just oh, it's so yeah, so great. Uh, and who's got the like lamest worst kind of team name? Or like, or maybe like we're all like most of us are dads now in this league. Who's got like the yeah. most dad? like team name. I don't know. I, or like, like mine, the... mine just references me. So <laughs> that, that one's kind of lame. Um, I, I think some people go that route though, of like, 
like because we weren't a couple of weeks together and that's you know your yeah. your name is part of your team and i think it's just e- sometimes it's just easier to identify your team yeah. that way rather than try and be cute i always like the guys who try and do the the play on words like we've got a couple yeah. of those um i i think i, I think it's almost got to be um my team sugs because Terrell Suggs has not played in the NFL in like three or four years. <laughs> and, and I like knowing that owner, like he does care. Weirdly enough, he does care about like yeah. this league, but he, he does definitely acts like it's no big deal. But like yeah. when you talk to him, he will get heated about crap. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm like, you're just, you're just trying to play Like, I don't care about this league. Okay, buddy. I mean, but yeah, yeah it keeps, keeps the name though. I, I'd go my team Suggs. We have some wild cards, though. Like, man, yeah, there's there's been some weird ones over the years, that's for sure. But yeah, Shark St. Jorts and uh, my team Suggs, I think, would be the the best and the worst right now. Um, all right, man. Uh, I'm looking through my list. You know what we don't have in this league is like, besides getting the trophy, we don't really have like a punishment. And I know like a, some no. le- some leagues need a, like a punishment thing like it needs to be something silly like that but i don't know like do you think our league needs one i don't know um maybe it would help to incentivize <laughs> like the anti-tanking kind of thing where it might keep keep people involved a little further into the season but at a certain point, your team is is what it is, and you can't change much. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel motivated to put something like that in. Sure, I, I think like maybe when we like, I you know, you see some of the younger guys, like the you know, guys in their twenties playing fantasy football and like broing out and doing like some crazy stuff. And I think like that'd be fun. I, some of it is though. Like I think this league kind of evolved. We had a lot of people who were local, and then just over time, people have moved away. And done that kind of thing. We've kind of held it together just, you know, with texts and and things like that. So, yeah, I think some weeks a punishment works. Like, I think it like that's a fun thing. But for some, it, it doesn't work. Like, I've been in leagues, and hopefully I'll end up talking about one. But there was one where you had to wear a dress to the draft and then serve everybody beer the next year if you lost. But then what ended up happening is we ended up being able to trade that. So, like, like... <laughs> Like if the guy, like you could trade that punishment, like, okay. It was, but it was almost like for a player or a pick a pick. Yeah. Like, like, you know, I'll trade you, like, I, I want this guy off your roster and, you know, I'll give you this pick and this player or something like that. But then I'll like, if you end up losing, I will take your punishment for you this year. And it was, it was like, like a pending trade, but it was, but then that's, I think that's maybe your definition of collusion though, of like, you're getting out of it because like, it's like a, you know, tit for tat kind of thing. So I don't know, but that actually didn't end up happening um, in that league, but, but it was like started being thrown out there. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if this is legit or not. I don't hate conditional like draft pick, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I, I guess that's true. I mean, the league does it. And that's one thing. I think it gets difficult to do that unless you put some big time stipulations on things. Yeah, because like, it starts getting weird. Like, okay, I'll trade you, you know, Lamar Jackson for your second round pick, but if he wins the MVP, you could you it's a first round pick. I guess you know if if you got some, I don't know. As a commissioner, I'm like, oh god, like there's another thing 
besides like, you know, you know, trying to actually do my real job and, you know, trying to remember all that stuff. But that's actually, that's an interesting take. I don't, I had never really thought about that before. That'd be fun. Well, all right, man. Well, thanks. Thank you so much for coming on. And I know we had some tech issues beforehand, so I appreciate you yeah, <laughs> sticking around and figuring it out. But like, um, I just want to, again, th- thank you so much. And, you know, it's been great for you to be in this league and to get to know all these guys and become friends with, with our, our group. And I think that's, that's what this is all about. Like, that's why I wanted to start doing this and just kind of talking about the home leagues and why, why we do it because they're silly and no one else might care about like who we drafted in our startup, but I like, to look back at that stuff is just so much fun to me. So thanks again, man. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All right. Um, so before I let Nathaniel go here, um, this has been uh, the Home League uh, Fantasy Podcast. My name is Joe Delinsky. You can find me on Sleeper with Delunchmeat or uh, on Twitter. It's, I believe, uh, or X or whatever we're doing. Um, Home League uh fs i think it's at home league fs so if you wanted to check me out you could check me out there and interact with me there and if anybody is interested in coming in and talking about some of their crazy leagues and the people in them then i'd love to have you too so thank you very much uh, nathaniel before i totally let you go uh, is there anything you want to plug anything uh you are passionate about that you would want other fantasy football people to know about i know you're a counselor and you you do care a lot, a lot about some social issues and some things like that. So is there anything, if you want to get up on the soapbox for the, for the, the five people who will probably listen to this, then <laughs> by all means. No, you no, I don't have any major message uh, other than like keep a level head. It is still just fantasy football. <laughs> what I would never do such a thing. I mean, I've no. started this very serious podcast, so <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, thank you again so much, man. I really appreciate your time tonight. Yep. All right. See you later, buddy.